Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Hey guys, welcome to the Well Said Podcast. I'm Bella, and if you are new here, welcome. And if you've been around for a little while, welcome back. Today's podcast is with Ray Lopez, who is a husband and a father. His life was changed by an experience he had back in junior high, which he will be sharing all about today. And actually, I have not heard anything about his life or his story, what he'll be sharing. So we'll be in this one together. So that'll be fun. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Ray. So thanks for being on the podcast, Ray. Thank you for having me. So to get started, I'll open up with an icebreaker and yours is what superpower did you want to have as a child versus what you would want to have now? So I would say as a child, I would want to be strong. And I looked up to, uh, as a kid, a lot to Superman. I think every child does. And or in my time, it was Mighty Mouse. And now as an adult, I want to be like a super husband or a super dad. Nice. That's that's a pretty good superpower, though. You yeah. know, it's not one that you usually would think about, mm-hmm. but that's definitely gone. So getting into what today's podcast is about, can you kind of just show us a little bit and tell us about what your early years of school were like. Yeah, uh, so I started uh, kindergarten. It wasn't called preschool. It was called kindergarten. And I was the age of four. And um, that I can recall, I do remember not paying much attention. I think part of it was a little bit of a language barrier. Uh, I I grew up in a predominantly Spanish-speaking home, and uh, I believe I didn't understand much. And not only that part, but I not—I wasn't able to focus very well in school. Um, I remember getting up a lot. I remember the teachers telling me, you have ants in your pants. <laughs> and uh, I just wasn't able to focus. I didn't pay attention. I didn't know of the, the importance of having to learn. And so, yeah, that's how it was in my early years that continued through, you know, even a little bit to the early first and second grade. And you said that you weren't able to pay attention. Was there something in particular or you were just I I think just my attention Mm. wasn't really focused. Uh, I remember my teachers giving me, back then they used to put a note in the back of your shirt or jacket to explain to your parents how you're doing and uh, being that my parents didn't speak English uh, that note really didn't mean anything Mm. I'm sure they were trying to correct me and uh, me not uh, maybe paying the attention or doing the work yeah it it was it was I think of both of that the language barrier and me not really paying attention and really focusing on that Mm -hmm. schoolwork so then how did your academic struggles kind of affect your confidence and your mindset so yeah, now when we're getting into the first and second grade, I'm falling really behind. At this point, I'm aware that I am uh, behind every all, all my other classmates, and I cannot keep up. So 
I'm thinking now, is there something wrong with me at that point, at that age? I don't realize that I just started off really bad for whatever reason, my fault or or uh, the lack of my interest. But I was not able to 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 catch up to the rest of the students and I was falling behind. So they said that I had a learning disability and that I needed to be put into uh, special ed classes. And that even at that age, I knew, you know, there was something wrong with me. So I felt I was not intelligent. My confidence was really low at that at that time. As a child at that age, what did you imagine your life would look like as an adult in light of, you know, your lack of confidence? Yeah, so it's interesting that as I'm getting into the, that I recall into the third and fourth grade, I started realizing that, you know, I'm going to become adult, you know, one day I am mm-hmm. going to grow up. I'm not going to stay in this child state. And I started realizing that I don't read well. I don't do math well. I'm behind on everything. I can't spell very well. And I started worrying about what I was going to do as a career as I got older. Even at that age, I remember I used to think about that a lot. Thinking to myself, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not, I'm not smart. I have a difficult learning. I, you know, something's mentally uh, wrong with me where I can't learn. So I started uh, worrying a lot about my future. I thought about, you know, maybe being a truck driver. And I remember they had a, a career day with uh, different types of uh, uh, professionals went, police officers, firefighters, there was doctors. And uh, one of them was a truck driver. And I remember going into the truck driver and I kept asking him, do you have to read a lot of signs? And he said, yeah, you have to read all the signs in the, that, on the highways. And I remember being worried that hey, maybe I could be a truck driver, but I might not be able to read the signs well mm. on the road. So that concerned me. You don't think about that. Like with those like simple jobs, like you still like reading is still so important. Yes. What happened that changed the direction of your life? So, yeah, I ended up being, I think in the second or third grade, they put me in special ed classes and out throughout elementary school I was in these classes and um, at special ed classes it's for kids who have difficulty with learning or some of them had not so much learning but had maybe behavioral issues and they put them in this class and it's usually a small class and you don't really participate in most of what the regular students in regular classes participate in I felt embarrassed being in that class. I didn't want other kids to know I was in the special ed classes. I tried to hide when they had an open door in the class. I tried to hide my face when I saw someone passing by. Mm. It was uh, it was embarrassing for me to know for other of my friends to know I was in these classes. So here we go into the seventh grade. And when I was in the seventh grade... Here again, I'm still in special ed classes, a, a substitute teacher came in. Uh, we didn't know she was coming in, or maybe the my teacher at the time called in sick. She came in, it was early in the morning, and I recall her 
before she even started, she she got up in the front of the class. And it's not a very big class, especially classes usually anywhere from 12 to maybe 20, 20 students. Mm-hmm. Um, she got in front of the class. She introduced herself. And I do not recall her name. I wish I knew mm-hmm. who she was. And she basically gave us a speech. And she started talking. And pretty much what she said, as I, what I recall, is... She says, you guys are in this class not because there is something wrong with you. It's because you believe you are not smart enough or capable. Mm. And I remember saying that, you know, you are created by God and equally like all the other students in this school. You have the same mind and the same capabilities. She, but someone told you as a child that either you were dumb that you amount to nothing that you're you know she didn't say the word donkey and you believed it Mm. and now you stopped trying to learn but i want you to know that if you apply and you work hard you can get out of this class and be in regular classes even go into honors classes but you have to work hard at it and she said you have to tell yourself, I think I can, I think I can, and repeat that to yourself and apply it. And if you don't, and if you fail, get back up and do it again. And you keep doing it until you accomplish your goals or, you know, your your work. And uh, she went on, I mean, she said a lot, but that's what stuck, stood out the most, that I was that God created me. I had a brain. I was the same like every other child. And I started telling myself that. I started telling myself, I think I can. I think I can. And I started applying. And little by little, I started uh, doing very well in class. I started getting good grades. And myself, I believe my, and I know that my self-esteem was building up and growing too. And my confidence and to the point where, you know, it was noticed that I didn't have to be in this class anymore and I could go into regular classes. And that was a big step for me. I was remember being very scared, knowing that I'd been in special ed classes mm-hmm. since the second grade, probably the first grade. I don't recall if it's the first or second. And now going into regular classes, would I be able to do it? And uh, I started going again, telling myself, I think I can, I think I can, and applying. And I started going into those classes, and I started exceeding and doing very well. And I got so good that now I wanted to be the top of my class. Mm-hmm. I always almost competed in my mind with the top students, and I wanted to be either the top 10%. And I had to work hard. It, it did not come easy, but I was always uh, one of the top in my classes, probably the top if not the second, the first, or one of the top 10%, I was able to be in almost in almost every subject. Like what she was saying is so true. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it is empowering to people who do struggle a lot. Mm-hmm. So if nothing had changed, what do you think your life would look like now? So I, I really truly believe that God put that teacher in my life at that moment 
in his providence he knew it was it was for me i i believe she probably didn't realize what impact she really did and maybe at the moment she probably thought no one was even paying attention because i was probably not even looking at her um but she made such a huge impact it it really just transformed my my education and my schooling and i really believe if it wasn't for her god putting her in my life at that moment i would have probably just end up graduating from special education classes and maybe would have gotten a job as some kind of warehouse or factory or or uh, just you know labor type jobs what i've done i would have done mm-hmm. i wouldn't have had the self esteem to or the ability or uh, to go to college you know get myself an education mm-hmm. and can you talk about your career and how how different your life looks because of this teacher so yes definitely i i started going uh to school and i'm getting again i'm getting really good grades i graduate high school i start uh, going to uh, a junior college called valley college in san Bernardino. i get my general ed i transfer to cal state uh, i get my bachelor's um, again here i i started off wanting to be an x-ray tech uh, that was my goal. And then as I'm going through college, I'm again, I'm getting good grades. I'm enjoying the science. And I realized that I wanted more. So then I said, I'll, you know what I'm doing? Become a respiratory therapist. That's a little more schooling, better paying job. I'm going to go for respiratory therapy again during this time. I'm going to school again, my grades, and I'm doing well. I realized I could do more. And then I'm becoming an RN. And that was the goal. I'm going to become an RN. And I transferred to, to Cal State during this time. I'm focusing in RN. And I realized that I want more. And someone told me about PA and what a PA does. And uh, I got really intrigued by it. I wanted to learn more. I remember going to the library and learning more about PAs. And then that became my focus. So... I really worked hard. I started uh, looking at the different universities available here in Southern California. I wanted to stay home and go to school. And uh, I ended up applying to uh, Western University of Health Sciences. I ended up graduating with my bachelor's from Cal State. And then I went to Western University for the PA program. I was accepted. Western University uh, was the only school at that time. This is when I'm applying. This is 1999 that accepted students who did not have a medical background all the other schools wanted you to have a medical background in order to even apply western they they preferred it but it was an absolute necessary that you had to have medical background so that was the only really pa school i applied i pretty much did everything they asked for all the volunteer work all the pre uh, general classes that they request requested everything that they required of me to make sure I got in I did and uh, thankfully I was able to get in 
and I graduated in 2001, and I've been working in family practice PA since 2001. Wow. And how did your parents, like, see that growth from being in, you know, doing not well in school to now learning and wanting to learn? So this is the thing with uh, having parents who are immigrants and don't know the language and who are, you know, have limited education themselves, that they don't understand the schooling system here uh, in the country. I was never asked or pushed or encouraged by my parents to go to school. And it's not that they were bad parents. They just were not aware of that opportunities that weren't aware of how to go by doing that. Mm-hmm. I think they were in just basically survival mode, trying to, you know, support. I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest of nine kids. They were just trying to provide. They were busy. My mom was raising nine kids. She stayed home. My dad was working at a factory work. So he worked and all the overtime that they gave him, he took just to provide for us. So they never really understood what I was doing as I was getting out of special classes, I was going into regular classes, you know, getting really good grades and then going to a junior college and a university. And they didn't really understand. They just know I was going to college mm-hmm. and they were happy for me, but they didn't really understand exactly what I was doing at the moment. Okay. And as a father, what lessons did you learn from this substitute teacher that impacted you and that you want to instill in your children? So definitely as a father, I uh, I encourage my kids. We, we homeschool all three, our three kids, me and my wife. And I, I try to just encourage them always to work hard. I try to tell them that nothing good in life is going to come easy. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hard work. And I make sure I let them know that they're going to have strengths and weaknesses. The strengths are great, like, for instance, math or science for me. But then there's weaknesses for mine being spelling. Mm-hmm. And in English was was a, a, a tough, uh, to this day it is, I, I, I'm a horrible speller. But I, there's ways to either you work really, really hard, extra hard on those weaknesses to improve or you find a way to work around it. For me, I was able to find a, through college, I, I was just a horrible speller. I was able to come across a spell check. Back then, still, computers weren't as prominent as they are now. So I was, had a little, it almost looked like a calculator and it was a spell checker. And I had that with me all the time. I, that, that put me through college. Mm-hmm. And writing my papers and writing the the tests with answers, I it's it it really helped me. And so you got to find ways of those things that you are weak in or not the week, but you struggle with. Either you work extra hard in trying to learn it and master it, or you find around it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was that spell checker that helped me. And now working in the medical field as a medical provider, you know I have all these. You know, I, I write all day. I'm typing. I'm mm-hmm. working the computer all day, seeing patients document in their charts. And it's interesting that uh, these medical words, which are really long and complicated and even mm-hmm. sometimes difficult to pronounce, they come from the, the root 
uh, Latin word. So it's real. They they spell how they sound. Where mm-hmm. English have all these rules. They have all, and sometimes these rules don't apply. It doesn't. You don't spell the way it sounds. For me, that's been real difficult. It's those just simple words that I struggle with. Now that I have a computer, of course, I get spell checked all the time, so it makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. for me. And what advice would you give to the people who are listening to this podcast in their different stages of life? You know, whether they are, they do have a harder time learning, you know, writing, and and then maybe who just excel in, academically and in different, you know, areas in mm-hmm. life. Well, I want them to know what my teachers told me that we are, you know, we're creating God's image. God gave us a brain, gave us ears, and, and, you know, we have all these abilities to learn and to grow. And we need to just, you know, you need to really apply and, and think and tell yourself, you know, I, I think I can do this. And apply yourself and work hard at it. And if you fail the test, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just next time, work harder mm-hmm. and harder and harder until you master it. Or you find a way that you compromise it, you find some kind of workaround to be able to, uh, you know, do well in whatever subject it might be. But you need to apply and you need to work hard. It's not going to come easy. It's not going to just come and drop in your laps from the sky. You're going to have to go and get it. And it's going to take a lot of work. And as a Christian, you ask the Lord for your help. You ask the Lord for guidance. You ask the Lord to be with you. And the rest is up to you. And you have to get out there and you have to work hard and you have to focus and you have to commit. I remember studying hours and hours, when, particularly in the PA program. Studied many hours in order to, to achieve my dreams and accomplish my, my, uh, my dreams and my goals. So I, I just I tell people to, to apply and to work hard and to just, uh, if, if you fail, to get back up and try again. Mm-hmm. That's great advice, and your teacher's um, wisdom to you in junior high was great. And I know that this podcast has been encouraging to me, and I am sure that it will also touch the listeners in different ways as well. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to share my story. <laughs>